Well, this morning, the title of the message is Open My Eyes, um, Lord, Lord, Open My Eyes. And we would think, well, well, we're going to talk about in the New Testament where Jesus, you know, heals the blinded eyes and, you know, puts mud on the ground and uh, wipes the mud on the, you know, puts the mud on the guy's eyes and he washes in the pool. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Today, we're going to look at in 2 Kings, the verse, chapter 6, verse 17, and I will go through verse 1 in a minute, but verse 17 says, Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So now we have the setting. Now we have the setting of how that when, when difficulties surround you, God surrounds all of it. <laughs> when difficulties surround you, Always remember, God is surrounding all of that. And so in our lives, whenever we're looking at the difficulties, and we're painting the picture here in 2 Kings chapter 8, we're, painting, we're portraying the picture of what happened at that time. It was the Syrian king uh, was making war against Israel, and uh, he would get the counsel of his servants. And this is verse 1, or of chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 8, excuse me. And um, he would get the counsel of his servants, and in, he would tell them in these secret chambers, and he would have his uh, war council meeting, and he would tell them, okay, this is what we're going to do, and this is where we're going to do it. This is how we're going to secretly attack the, the, the people of Israel. Well, verse 9 says, Then the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place, for the Syrians are coming down there. So here we have Elisha declaring to the king of Israel, I want you to know something. The king of Syria, he's laying a trap for you. And that trap is going, and it's at a certain place. So when you go there, spring the trap on them. Right? So the king of Israel went and sent to the place which Elijah told and warned him, and thus he protected and saved himself there repeatedly. So the king of Syria has been repeatedly trying to spring a trap on Israel, but they are unable to. Therefore, verse 11, the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this. He called his servants and said, will you show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. <laughs> so the word that you speak in your bedchamber, uh, Elisha knows it. Now, in, in our life, in our time, we, in the New Testament, we look at the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We look at how that there is a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and how that the Holy Spirit is able to give us those thoughts and impressions. Well, they are just as real and just as it's the same Holy Spirit that spoke to Elisha is the same Holy Spirit that speaks to us. And that there are times in our minds and in our hearts that the Holy Spirit will tell us, you know, be careful over there or don't go that way, go another and that there are situations in where God puts into our minds and into our hearts a word, a word of knowledge. Meaning that this knowledge is not capable of you getting it on your own. 
It's not a matter of intelligence. It's not, a, it's not women's intuition. <laughs> it's not what they used to call ESP. For the Christian, it is the, it is the word that the Spirit speaks to our heart to let us know that there's something going on that there is a problem or there is a situation, there is an answer to the problem that you are already facing. You see, in, in our lives, I think we fail to understand that God has our best interest at heart and that the enemy of our soul, whether it be the devil himself or just people under the influence of the, uh, let's say, not under the influence of God, will try and come against who you are as a person, come against your spirit, come against your testimony, come against what you have done. And we need to recognize, just as Elisha, that the Holy Spirit can speak to him and speak to us and let us know what's coming. Amen. Thank you. So we, are, <laughs> we need to know that God is in charge and that there is no problem that he, can, that he cannot handle and that there is no situation in which he cannot keep us or prepare us for. I, um, numerous times we've, you know, in my, in my life we've come across these difficult places. I remember um, one time in particular this was up in Maine, and we were, run, we were driving on this, kind of this alley, and, um, you know, going there, going down the main street, just one block over, and we're going along, and it's like, okay, wait for that car. So there's no reason to wait. It was very slow coming down the hill, but I stopped, and I watched, and there was no driver in it. And it came right across the road and ran into a, a telephone pole. Now, had I not stopped, they weren't going to stop because there was nobody in it. <laughs> and it was just that warning, don't step, don't go. I was thinking my mother, she was, you know, she had immaculate de degeneration. And um, she, at times, you know, it was very difficult for her to see. But there was this time she was at shopping in Indiana on the streets. And she was ready to step off the corner. She was ready to just step off and start crossing the corner. But as she stepped out, she said the Holy Spirit stopped her. And she didn't know what was going on. And she looked around and this car came flying by. So there are times in which there are those physical halts. And then there are times in which there are the impressions of the Spirit. Don't do this. Don't go there. It's not in your best interest. I have something better for you. Don't become involved in that. And I spoke last week a little bit about Tabby and how that her job was dissolved, but in the process, she was preparing to go to another place. And when her job was dissolved, then the very next week she had a new job. And it was already started before the old one dissolved, and they didn't even know the old one was being dissolved. So you see, in our life, God is preparing us and the challenge is for us not to get so focused on the problem, but to focus on who is our solution. Now, as we read this story, um, you know, many times we think of, well, this is Elisha, you know, the great man of God, the great prophet. 
But in our lives, we've got to recognize that the same Holy Spirit that is directing Elisha's life is the same Holy Spirit that's directing our life. It's a different time period. It's a different uh, period in which in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come with visitations to individuals. And in our time period, in our New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes and abides within us. So Elisha makes no doubt about it and no qualms about it. God is the one who brings this revelation to him. And it was a revelation that protected the people of Israel. So the king, well, I want to read some other things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, um, it says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they all come from the same spirit. There are different ways to serve the same Lord, but they all can each do different things. You see, what God does in my life through the Spirit can, will be different than what he does in your life. What God does in my ministry is different than other pastors in their ministry. So the problem is it's the same Spirit, but we fall into a comparison chart of, well, this pastor, that church, the, the churches, you know, for us, the churches in Erie and the churches in Harrisburg and the churches in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, you know, we all like to look at them and, you know, they're the mega churches, you know, 1,000, 1,500 and larger. And then you find that we can't do the comparison because what one does, it's the same Holy Spirit working in all. Because we are part of the body of Christ, not part of our own empires. And so the Holy Spirit is about working in us, and there are different ways to see the same Lord. There's different ways. You see, you see God differently than I do. Do you know why? Because of your background. Because of where you come from. It's the same Lord, but you see his effect upon our life. And we're all coming to this fullness of the knowledge of Christ. We're coming to that fullness, and eventually, we're, we're going, when Jesus comes, we'll stand by him and we'll have the complete revelation. But until then, we keep growing in that foundation, growing in that understanding, and it's the same Holy Spirit working in all of our lives. But he's doing it in a way that is, touches your life, touches my life. It's all different, but it's the same God. It's, it's, that's one of those oxymorons. It's the same, but different. <laughs> you know, it's the same, but different. Well, it's like, well, how can that be? I won't explain that one because I don't know. It's the same, but different. <sighs> What's that? It just is. That's it, you know. You want a better explanation? It just is. Okay, there it is. You know. So it's the same spirit, the same Lord, the same God works in all of us and helps us in everything we do. So, what are you doing? It's different than what I do. It's the same Holy Spirit that is helping you do what you do, and do it well for God. And our ministry is about how that the Holy Spirit is going to work in us to further the body of Christ, further the kingdom of God, Take us from where we are to where God wants us to be. We're not there yet. I, yesterday, I was sharing, a, 
had a phone call from Brian and Brian Harker. Maybe many of you know him. If he's listening, hi, Brian. <laughs> uh, he's out in Valparaiso, out in Indiana. No, he's not in Indiana. He's in Wheatfield, Indiana. He works in a steel mill out there. But anyhow, he was a kid, kid <laughs> growing up in the church. And um, he said that, you know, he would come to church. I mentioned this morning he was one of those kids that had a drug problem. He was drugged to church every Sunday by his mom and his, you know, you know everybody else. He, he wasn't allowed to miss church, just like Janet there, you know. They were, they were in church every Sunday, you know. And, um, you know, his mom would bring her and his aunt and uncle would come and, you know, be part of it. His, what? Oh, and his, and his grandfather. So, but he would come every Sunday and he, he even wrote about, what did he write about how that uh, I called on him to He was like my, my mom, you know, as his mom was like my mom, that didn't matter how late you stayed out the night before, you still could get up for chores, okay? You know, if you stayed up to midnight, one o'clock, didn't matter, you still had to get up to go to the barn. Well, in this case, didn't matter how late he stayed up, he still had to go to church, you know? So he sometimes would make up for his lost sleep in church. <laughs> and, and one Sunday, I called on him. I said, Brian, he, you know, he jumps in. I said, what did I ask him? Oh, what was Chuck Knoll? That was back in, you know, he was a football fanatic too, and Rhonda is, and I was just kind of tag along. But I asked him, Who's, who, what's Chuck Knoll's wife's name? And he goes, Mrs. Knoll. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but, you know, it, it was just, we, I did it in fun, just like uh, last week whenever the beeper went off for 30 minutes, and, uh, <laughs> and she says, I'm sorry. I said, well, if I, can't, if I can't make fun of 30 minutes and the beeper goes off, it's no problem, you know? You know, it, it's just one of those things that church, being in God's presence, being in church isn't... Well, let's say what it is. It's a place where we find love, forgiveness, and acceptance for who we are and that we have a challenge to grow. That's why we're here. That every, every, every word, every day, every Sunday, the word of God must be something that challenges our heart that we grow from where we are to the next level. If it doesn't challenge us, then it's just church. But church is a part of, you know, just... You know, what people do, they go there to be seen or whatever. But we come here to be part of the body of Christ and part of what God wants to do. And you see, the same God works in all of us. God challenges us, challenges our own spirit, challenges who we are, because he's got a better plan for us. He's got a better purpose for us. And that we are constantly growing in our knowledge of God and in the will of God and purpose of God. And he wants to prepare us for what's coming later on today or tomorrow or the next day. He's preparing us. He's preparing us. His spirit is preparing us that we are safe, we are secure, that we are in God's hands and nothing can separate us from him. That the challenge for our faith is about what God is doing in us what God is doing through us. 
and how that he is blessing who we are and how that the blessing that he is giving to us doesn't have boundaries. It just continues to go out from us. It's not silos that we build for bigger barns. It's here to bless us and to bless others. The Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving. God has given to each of us a special way of serving. If we can't get by the idea that we are the servant of other people, we don't have, he that is greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. See, we are here for a purpose. We're to serve God and to serve the body of Christ, to serve others. It is Jesus, whenever he told the disciples, I'm going to wash your feet, and Peter says, not me, Lord. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have nothing to do with me and who I am and part of my kingdom. It isn't how big we are in the kingdom of God. It's how well we serve the people around us. The Spirit has given each of us a special way of caring. The, serving, the, the same, some can speak with wisdom and others' knowledge. These gifts come from the same Spirit. Faith and power to heal and to restore. Work miracles and some prophets and some discern God's Spirit. Some tongues and interpretation of tongues. We have all these things going on as gifts, we call them. It's almost like we think of it as a package, but it's all the Holy Spirit. He is these things. <laughs> he is this. And so when Elisha is able to tell the king that the king of Syria, he's telling the king of Israel the king of Syria is planning an ambush, watch out for it. Well, well, we know what happens. King of Syria says, I'm going to send an army. We're going to teach that Elisha a lesson. We're going to capture him. <laughs> Do you ever read this and think about how funny this is? <laughs> so here's the king of Syria sending an army to surround the city to not let Elisha get out of town. We're going to make this guy pay. <laughs> Did you know that the devil doesn't have a clue how to handle you? <laughs> The devil doesn't have a clue what to do with you. Because whenever he sends an army, God sends a bigger army. <laughs> and you see right here, the, the Syrian king sent their horses and chariots and a great army. And they came night by night and they surrounded the city. So they snuck up on him. <laughs> Did you ever sneak up on God? Excuse me, is God listening? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's always listening. <laughs> you know, well, where did it? We did it in the dark. <laughs> he sees in the dark. The only thing that grows in the dark is doubt. <laughs> so get out of the dark, bring your questions to the Lord in the light, and he'll answer them. And when the servant, so we got this whole army surrounding Elisha and surrounding the city. And, and so when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, and behold, an army of, with horses and chariots was around the city, Elisha's servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? 
when you look at life and wonder, what am I going to do? That's okay. What am I going to do now? How am I going to handle this problem? What's going to happen because of this? Well, Elisha answered the servant, Fear not, for those with us are more than those with them. Okay? Think about this. Don't be afraid of what you see, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There's more with me than with them. The creator of the universe is the one who speaks into our life, and the the situations that we see created around us are not the, the end. They are not the end. They are not the barriers to our future because nothing can stand in the way of where God wants to take us and what God wants to do in our life. He wants us to be the person he created us to be and nothing, Paul says, it can separate me from God and nothing can stand in the way. It doesn't matter that I spend a day and a night floating in the deep, not knowing if I was going to live or die. But God will rescue and he will direct. It doesn't matter that I was beaten with rods and drug out of the city for dead and stoned. God has a plan for me. You see, we look at the obstacles and forget the divine plan. So we just keep working what God has put in our hearts. And so Elisha says, fear not for those with us are more than those with them. Do you know how hard you do, (laughs) how hard it is to believe for something better than what you got? This is what I have. Okay, it's difficult. I've not been able to overcome it. It's been this, it's been that, it's, you know, it bogs me down, it gets me down, it, it is an obstacle that is before me. And we look at that and we become afraid. Well, if we become afraid, then we need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. See, the Holy Spirit that spoke to Elisha is the same spirit that speaks to Paul and John. Same spirit that speaks to us. Same spirit of Pentecost is the same spirit that's here with us. So you see, Elisha prayed. He said, Lord, I pray you open the eyes of that eyes of that man that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire about Elisha. <sighs> if God would open our eyes to see what's here, what's around you each day, the armies of heaven, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. The the fear means a reverential awe, a reverential respect and understanding of how God loves us. If God would open our eyes that we could see the dimensions of the spirit, the spiritual realm that is about us and how that, that, that God, who commands the Red Sea to be open, commands the angels, angel armies of heaven. And he puts that authority even within our, own, within our own words and with our own spirit and our own faith 
that God would speak to us and we would hear the voice of the Spirit say inside of us, there are more with you than with them. (laughs) Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world that is against you. The devil himself fears at the name of Jesus because Jesus conquered him. (laughs) He is a sentenced person, a sentenced entity to eternal damnation and separation from God. And he knows his time is running out and he tries to destroy what God has created, you and me. He doesn't want you to accomplish what God wants you to do. And he doesn't fear your beginnings. The devil doesn't fear your beginnings. He fears that you might complete what God would want you to do. That's why there's obstacles. That's why there's difficulties. Evil doesn't want you to complete what God has called you to become. Because when you complete what God has called you and I to become, we defeat the enemy of our soul. We defeat the enemy of this world. And we defeat it by the power of the Holy Spirit because we know what the enemy is planning. (laughs) We know the enemy's thoughts. But more than the enemy's thoughts, we know God's answer. This is the man, like this man. You may be surrounded by trouble, but what you can't see with your natural eye is that the Most High God is surrounding what's surrounding you. God is surrounding the things that are surrounding us. We sometimes get caught up with what we see. God is saying, I got this. (laughs) I got this. Trust me. Take my word for it. Believe what I've put in your heart. Believe what I have given you. And you will see the enemy of your soul destroyed. You will see the weaknesses in your life overcome. You see, we have to overcome them. God gives us the strength to overcome. God gives us the ability to see what it is and step on it. God gives us the strength that we are are stronger than the problem that we face. The difficulties that we may have a have in our life. God is greater than those things and so that's why we have to face them because facing them means that God has given us the strength to step on them and go through them. Sometimes, you know, we would like, we'd have liked, I don't know, I thought it'd been a pretty good idea if the children of Israel would have walked on water across the the Red Sea. (laughs) Uh, You know, that would have been pretty neat. They all walked on water and then these other people tried to swim across, you know. But he opened the Red Sea, and they walked across. Sometimes God splits open the problem. We go right through, and it's, hey, this is great. I like this. Then the enemy behind us gets wiped out. That's my kind of, that's my kind of victory, you know? Step up, boom, you know, hey, the Red Sea's open. Let's go. These guys, they're history, you know? Sometimes we have to walk around the walls of Jericho. Sometimes we have to pray until we see the answer. Sometimes we just have to persevere until we understand that we are greater. God is greater in me than the problem out there. You see, often we, we own the problem. You know, I have this problem. 
<laughs> I have this addiction. I have this difficulty. I have, well, why do you have it? Does it belong to you? Well, if it does, then give it away. <laughs> you know, it's not yours. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't have a problem. He has a purpose. God doesn't have difficulties. He has solutions. God has a way of working all things together for good, so we are in the problem, uh, we are in the, the, the purpose of solving. And see, the same word of wisdom that was given to Elijah, Elisha is the same word that is given to us. So, if you only focus on what you see, your physical eyes, the sickness, the addiction, the obstacles, you will be worried and discouraged. Okay? So you worried or you discouraged? The enemy has come with a, with a giant army. He surrounded you because you have greatness in you and in your future. If it weren't important, the devil wouldn't try and stop you. <laughs> See? That's why you have, that's why we have difficulties because the enemy of our soul doesn't want us to complete the purpose for which God has created us and why he has called us. So therefore, the difficulties mean we're closer to our victory than we thought. We are closer to, de 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 to receiving God's blessing and God's approval and God's direction than ever before because we have obstacles in front of us. If God pulled back the curtain you would see the powerful angels at work on our behalf, protecting you, pushing back the forces of darkness that the light of God's word would shine upon your path and you would receive it and believe it and act upon it. <laughs> and you see, that's what faith is last week. <laughs> faith is Hearing, knowing, going, believing, and going forward with what we believe until we receive the promise fulfilled. And that's what Elisha was doing. Elijah, excuse me. I always get those two guys. Elijah, Elisha, you know. I always say, oh, they're the same guy. No, they're not. They're two individuals, two different ministries. But we have, we have how this all works. And there's another story that goes on with the chapter, but I'm not going there. Because we have a business meeting. <laughs> Besides, you want to go home, too. So anyhow. <sighs> Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <laughs> um, what's the quote? What you can't see with your natural eye is that the Most High God is surrounding what's surrounding you. What's surrounding you, God is surrounding it. And He, He will bring it to pass. Amen? Let's stand. <clears throat> God, we pray that you would open our eyes that we might see you more clearly, that we might hear your word spoken in our spirit and in our heart and in our mind, 
that we might receive your power, your anointing. That, Lord, that what we have and what we do is all part of your plan and purpose that would grow on from here to other things. So the obstacles are nothing more than just evil trying to prevent us from going forward. So let us believe and let us receive the work of your spirit in our hearts and minds to know the truth of your word and set us free from our fears and anxieties that we may have your completed purpose before us and that we may walk in the kingdom that you have established for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.